the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Yes, I do. <laughs> hey, Hi. it's Pat and Stu. Uh, welcome, and the, you know the uh, uh, the thing, the illustrious uh, <laughs> yuck. the oh, thing, no. the blob, the mound of flesh. I mean, I'm uh, guessing you're talking about me. Hi, <laughs> good guess. How you doing, Jeffy? How was your weekend? Oh, it was great. Was it? Uh, okay, we don't really care. But um, yeah, we don't. On. I just said we don't really care. I was just you know, I'm just. You do yeah. have a, you do you're like sick today and you you came in so that you could infect got the rest out. of us. I've got it out. Like we don't want you here when you're healthy. So when you're sick, you really should not come. Yeah. In. So when you're sick, do the math on that. <laughs> I mean, you know, we we don't need new versions of your diseases here. Okay? Very true. You've been dropping them off here at this establishment for a long time and we'd rather you stopped. That's a good point. Thank you. It's a good point. We don't need your donations. <laughs> it's a little icky. Um, so uh, Donald Trump, uh, president of the United States, let that, uh, I don't know if that's settled in yet, but uh, let it settle in a little bit. Uh, he is down to 36% approval rating. It's a little misleading, as we kind of talked about on the radio. Did he radio. tweet that? Uh, he did not. Did he tweet that out? Uh, no, he did not. I don't think. Did he? He did tweet something <laughs> about a poll. Oh, yeah, he said he, yeah, no, he actually poll. did. Wait a minute. He did tweet about this because he said, I'm at almost 40%, which is amazing at this point. No, what? he didn't. Yeah, did about he? the thirty-six percent. I'm going to look, look for it right now because I thought Jeffy's for sure he us. would. I could have been fooled uh, by no, a fake account or something. I, I bet I, that's not right. No I way. ABC Washington I'm at almost forty percent. <laughs> ABC Washington Post poll, even though almost forty percent, no, not bad at this time, was just about the most inaccurate poll around election time. Now, so multiple points on that. So, Even though right. not bad around this time, right. it's the worst in 70 years. The worst in 70 and years, so it is very bad around this time. Uh, number two, uh, he, he, uh, it's, is 36 really almost 40? Can you go with that? I mean, really, the, <laughs> you the, the, up, floor, right? you up. the floor for a poll, though, is what 30% is like the <laughs> lowest a president can possibly get. Uh, what did Trump, I, mean, I think Bush at 28. Uh, I mean, I, 
that's about as low as you can get. So saying 36 is almost 40 is, I don't know, it's a stretch. Is 46 almost 50? I mean, yes, I guess you're you're there at the very bottom of rounding yeah. up, so I'll give right. it to him. It's, it's questionable. And then finally, of course, the ABC Washington Post poll was not the least accurate. I think they had Hillary Clinton winning by four and she won by three. But he's saying that, But and plus he's saying, hey, it's not bad for this time. But hey, before their polls were horrible. Right, which, like, which yeah. one is it? Yeah, it's, it's right. He, no, but he has it every... He has it both ways every, on everything, every way, on absolutely yeah, everything. Uh, so, so, but the, I will say this poll is a little bit misleading in that they show a six-point drop from I think forty-two to thirty-six. The issue is the poll was the last poll they took when he got forty-two percent was in April. His drop-off came in May, so he's he dropped in May about mid-May and has been pretty consistent right around this level since mid-May. So this is not a surprising poll. It's not like he dropped six points. When you hear, oh, he dropped six points, you think, oh, wow, he's really tanking right now. He's not. He's been flat for two months. So it's a little bit misleading to say the way that the, uh, you know, the media has uh, touted that poll. It's not, a, it's not a evidence of a huge uh, in, uh, recent decline. It's, it's evidence of a low poll for sure. But you know, all the polling is pretty consistent. If you remember, Donald Trump tweeted a few weeks ago, Oh, 50%. Thank you, America. And it was a Rasmussen poll. And at the time I said, wait a minute. Like, this is the first time he's tweeted this in a long time. He's picking the only poll that shows anything like him having a 50% approval rating. This is ridiculous. Well, you haven't heard him tweet that one late, lately because now it's like 42, 43%. Uh, he's dropped dramatically even in that poll. And it's and Rasmussen, which is always more positive and has been since the beginning for any Republican, Trump or otherwise, uh, it's always been, a, there's been a, you know, they call it a house effect. It's a Republican house effect. Um, whatever, it's not a huge uh, issue, but showing 42, 43% isn't a real positive either, and that one hasn't been tweeted lately. I mean, almost 30, 40% is like, uh, I just got released uh, from the, uh, for the New York Mets, even though my 180 average is almost 200. Well, I guess it is kind of almost 200, but that's not good. 40 isn't good in an approval rating. Like, it's not like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm at almost 70% at 66, so they're trashing me. No, you're 36. Even even the thing you're saying you're almost isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But that's, yeah, but that's what, what he does. Uh, and it is what it is. It isn't what it isn't. So uh, it must be that it is what it is. And this is something, this is uh, maybe a side point on this, Pat, in that we <laughs> get this uh, uh, impression because, you know, obviously there's a lot of loud voices of Trump support in the media, particularly on the conservative side. Uh, there hasn't been a large drop-off among Republicans as far as support for Trump. Uh, still around in the high I 80s. I don't think there's much of any, really. Well, but, I mean, at some point, you know, the fact that he, because uh, he's dropped off 14 points since he get, was elected. Now, that's not a huge drop off for a president. You usually have a nice little positive. Was he at 50? He was, well, uh, when I say plus, so it was, he went from plus five to, uh, wait, well, let me, hold on, let, me, let me pull it up. I still have the article up here. All right. Uh, it's from uh, 538 <clears throat> has the list of all of them here if you, can, if you want to read along. Um, I don't. You don't. No, I'm going to let you read it. I'm not going to. Oh, read so you're it not going to like. No, I'm not going to follow. Well, what if you keep? Are you keeping score? No, I'm not keeping okay. score. I'm he, not reading along. He started off. I'm, I'm not going to take this home as a as a homework assignment. I'm not going to do any of that. I like that. They always say that in baseball broadcasts. If you're if you're keeping score at home, that's why a would six, I be keeping four, score at home? Play. I'm going to let you guys do that. Yeah, okay, that's what you so do, and then I'll look at it later, maybe to, if I'm interested. That being said, <laughs> every game I went to when I was a kid, I kept score. I oh my gosh, when I was a kid and oh, baseball, God. oh my gosh, I knew every stat. I knew the ERA of yeah, but every that's pitcher. Different than keeping score at the. <clears throat> oh yeah, it is. It I, is keeping score at the games is a, a time honored tradition. 
for me at least, because you get there and you like, you know, you put the little lines and the little pop, you know, fly out and who caught it. And then you get look the back. Lineups. And, oh, this is an obvious uh, classic patents to detour. Yes, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you're here, right? Uh, you know the the I it's it's weird when I was a kid uh, at how I obsessed over every single game. I was a big St. Louis Cardinals fan then, and I. I mean, I paid attention and hit the paper for the score because the, all the games were yeah. on mm-hmm. at that time. So I had to read the paper for every single score. I went through every box score. I went through every box score of every game that was played. I, I mean, there was 162 games during the oh, season. Yeah. Yeah, and every yeah. one of them mattered to me oh, a totally, lot. Totally. Where, now, because you are on the West Coast, right? You're living in Montana, Montana. at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you it's know, a little bit side, away from the coast. I, I realize that. Yes. But I mean, in, uh, <laughs> when you're a Northeasterner, Yes. Uh, that's West Coast, uh, because <laughs> the issue true. the issue is time. I mean, it's it's so we get every time like your favorite team would go play on the West Coast, it just said late the next morning. Yes, right. right. You didn't even get the right. results. Late. That's right. So you had to wait until the next day. Yeah. To <laughs> you're you're already then, two days behind. And I remember oh. when I was a kid, they started launching these uh, phone numbers you could call. Right. Pay phone numbers to find the score out at night. I remember that. And it was either that, and then again, obviously, SportsCenter, you could check it out. But for as far as the papers, uh, that was it. It just said late. You know, yeah. it was like Toronto at L- uh, California, late. Late. You're just like, well, that's it, late? Uh, sorry, guys. I, I remember that. up for it. I remember but, uh, that. But if you, uh, mm-hmm. as soon as USA Today came around, mm-hmm. they almost always had the score because they did a late edition like in Denver uh, at four in the morning or something and got it to your house by six. It was, I, I don't know how USA Today did it, but uh, it was pretty amazing in the beginning. It never came to my house by six. It didn't? I was, uh, that, Maybe I was, that's the problem. I was, it was a little disappointing. Well, you, you have to live in a major metropolitan before. area for it to get to your house by that time of day. Jeffy was still was on his, he was still high from whatever he was on from the previous <laughs> night at six, so he'd be waiting outside in the front stoop, <laughs> yeah, waiting, waiting to go to bed. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, that was just a long way of saying Donald Trump started at minus two and ended at minus 16. <laughs> so that is the 14-point drop I was talking about. Wait, How, we're talking baseball. Where did Donald Trump come in? <laughs> I know, it's weird. Um, but uh, if you look at uh, the changes in the first 175 days, as the way uh, 538 has measured this, um, the worst performance, uh, you might be able to guess, was Gerald Ford, who pardoned Nixon in the first 175 days. Yeah, because so they liked him at first. Yeah, he People went liked him. overwhelmingly positive to mm-hmm. negative. He went from plus 68 to minus 6, and then two, a 74 points. Two point things swing. happened to him. One was uh, pardoning Nixon, which was huge. Two, SNL, which was also huge. Oh, the change. Because they mocked him relentlessly. For really no apparent reason. I mean, it was the Chevy Chase falling uh, all right. over himself every single time. And so the guy was presented as if he was a massive buffoon. And, you know, Gerald Ford was not the greatest president of all time, but he wasn't a buffoon no, either. He was fine. He was fine. Mm-hmm. He was okay. He's a, he was a placeholder a until establishment we, Republican, right? Placeholder until I mean, we got to Reagan. That's mm-hmm. all he was. Yeah. That's, um, that's interesting. You know, and although you, you thank SNL. Uh, for the thing that put Jimmy Carter in office, which then gave us Reagan. Because <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you would have had Reagan. If, if Ford would have right. won in 76, you right. probably don't get Reagan. Um, you got Reagan because people were like, holy crap, we can't have another Democrat. Yeah. Uh, so, Reagan almost beat Ford in 76, but mm-hmm. not quite. Not quite. So, it was close. It was yeah. One of the, yeah. Um, so here's the, here's a rundown, in case you're interested. Gerald Ford, worst performance in the first 175 days, minus 74. But that is really an asterisk. Because, minus 74. Wow. Because he went from incredibly popular to just slightly below 
even. He's just, I mean, he, his minus six is still better than Trump's minus six. And 16. I just re- I remember my dad's reaction to him. That's, that's how I know the Ford thing, because my dad liked him a lot and then hated him. Just hated him. Same but with Nixon. That is the type of thing now that will have no impact. No impact You know how now, many people would drop right? off of Donald Trump if he pardoned Donald None. Trump Jr.? Zero. None. Zero. You're either there or you're not. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, like him pardoning mm-hmm. Donald Trump, honestly, if I were him, I would I think totally he could do it. Pardon I'd Hillary pardon Clinton. everybody. I think he could pardon Clinton and it wouldn't matter to his supporters. No. Oh, well. I mean, think he's of, not a politician. And this is what I've been so fascinated about <laughs> as the litany of excuses. <laughs> and it's really he's, the excuse he's not for a politician. Uh, what does that have to do with pardoning Hillary Clinton? The litany of excuses for this meeting. A lot of it revolves around the fact that like, you know, well, it, you know, it was a part of it was he's just not a politician. How would he know? The other part of it is, um, well, look, Hillary Clinton did the same thing. You do realize yes. that you're saying he's doing the same thing as the person you were chanting, lock her up for, for 15 That's months That's what over. kills me about that. Like, it just the, drives me out of my How mind. you can say that this is a defense to say he's like Hillary Clinton is completely beyond me. The reason yep. why you voted for Donald Trump is because the only thing you could pull out was that he wasn't Hillary Clinton. And now you're saying he is as a defense. That is uh, nuts. Perplexing. So here's the Whoa. list again. I got through one. Got through one so far. I'm mean, gonna be quiet this time. I just let you well, get through say, the whole he thing. He did tweet about that as well. So he wanted to make sure oh, people yeah. are aware of that. That uh, most politicians would have gone to a meeting like the one Don Jr. attended in order to get info on an opponent. So that's he's like, po- "That's politics. That's politics." Yeah. Uh, so wait, Jer- I thought he wasn't a politician. He's not a politician. He's, okay, he's not. <laughs> uh, well, wait, wait, wait. Which one benefits him today? Well, that's the one that applies. <laughs> yeah. Just remember that at all times. Whichever one benefits him today is the one that applies. Okay. Uh, so Gerald Ford minus seventy four, as we discussed. Uh, the second worst of all time, Bill Clinton, who went from plus twenty nine to even, so a twenty nine point drop. Wow. Um, the Did next really? one, and man, is this one uh, erased from history. The third worst in history, worse than Donald Trump, Barack Obama, who started at plus 40 and dropped to plus 19. Now, of course, ending at plus 19 is, is, is a nice number. However, a minus 21 in the first 175 days. Uh, Jimmy Carter is next. That was some of that, uh, you know, historicness yeah. of the thing wearing his, off. And yeah, and his rating was so high at the beginning. You do give him a, a little yeah. bit of a break, I guess, yeah. but still. Jimmy Carter was plus 58 and dropped to plus 40, which is, again, that's, that's a way of delivering some bad uh, news in a really good way. Because uh, if you're still plus 40 at the end of it, uh, you're in a good shape. However, he screwed that one up pretty badly. And that's, that's an argument for Donald Trump. I mean, a lot of these people who, I mean, Carter's a great example, who was a complete disaster at the end of his term, started out really popularly. The same thing with Gerald Ford. Uh, Donald Trump from minus 2 to minus 16, which is minus 14. Then you got George W. Bush, who was plus 32 to plus 19. Now, remember, this is before September 11th. Started at plus 32, mm-hmm. George W. Bush. And uh, it was at plus 19 by this time. Um, then uh, Lyndon, Which is still decent. Yeah, Lyndon, jo- yeah, Lyndon Johnson and Ronald Reagan tied. They were both minus 10. So, again, you, what you're seeing here is everybody goes down um, from your, your first 175 But it days. also says, at the beginning, we give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and we're we like, okay, you're my Trump. president now. Um, let's see what you can do. And Trump just didn't get that. I mean, so people are saying, well, <clears> he's, he's the lowest ever after 175 days. Well, he was the lowest ever after zero days, too. I mean, so he hasn't really, yeah. I mean, he hasn't turned things around. But it's he hasn't because of the inordinate hatred that the left has for him. No Democrats and also like the, the guy. There are a lot of, you know, on the right who didn't like him, too. Yeah, well, us. Yeah. Uh, and, all, and he was also uh, historically uh, <clears throat> unpopular among independents. Again, remember, the guy didn't, everyone's like, well, how did he win then? Well, it's called the Electoral College. Remember, the guy lost by three points in the election. 
mm -hmm. uh, the actual uh, popular vote, he just won the, the, the Electoral College, which is, again, the game he was playing. So I'm not saying that, that there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually a really good rule that our founders set up. It just... It, it explains some of these popularity polls. Uh, just to finish out the list, um, Reagan and Johnson finished both at minus uh, 10. Um, Lyndon Johnson, by the way, from plus 75 to plus 65. What did Reagan do? Um, Reagan plus 38 to plus 28. Oh, okay. Um, but again, both still That's really good fine. numbers. John Kennedy, again, we, we didn't we didn't really start turning on presidents this fast. That hasn't, I mean, we, you have It's kind of weird, too, that his, his approval rating went down after he got shot. He, he'd been shot by that time. Oh, really? In his administration. It happened that fast. Jeez. Yeah, first 70 days. I think it was 70 days in. He got shot. Ah, that was 100 days right. ago he got shot. What's the, who cares about that now? <laughs> um, John Kennedy went from, uh, he was minus 8. Uh, Eisenhower minus 7. Richard Nixon minus 7. Nixon from plus 54 to plus 47. He was still 47 points <laughs> over water at that point. And the best uh, performance in the first 175 days, the only one to not go negative, George H.W. Bush from plus 49 to plus 49. It was even. Wow. But no one has ever increased their standing in the first 175 days. It's something to think about perspective-wise because, I mean, you know, you kind of expect this. You have that yeah. nice moment at the beginning. You have the it's nice pomp and circumstance at the beginning with mm -hmm. the inauguration. It, then you start passing things, and there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like them, and you're going to go down. The issue is Trump just started lower than everybody else. That's all. He doesn't, he's not, this is not a historic decline. At one point, didn't H.W. also have the highest approval rating of all time? This, not, yes. At any time during his presidency. It was right after the Gulf War, and I think it was 90% approval. Yeah, I think it I was, think he was I don't know, 90%. The, the competition for that, by the way, goes to his son, uh, who right after 9-11 had a similar uh, Yeah, burst. 89 or 90. Yeah, uh, I don't mm -hmm. remember which one actually finished higher, but they were both really high. And then both of them. So he went from 90% approval to losing the election. Yeah. In a matter of months. It's just, uh, it, that was it, amazing to be All old. based on a moderately bad, not even. Yeah, it was, uh, a, it was a mild a recession. A moderate recession. I mean, it was like really a mild one and a mild downturn in the economy, which turned yeah. around really before he left office. I mean, yes. It was a bizarre. I, really weird. I, it also may have just been, you know, it's tough. You get into three straight terms with uh, one administration and people just get sick of you. I mean, really what it yeah. kind of seemed like. Um, and, of course, you add on Ross Perot, uh, who was a, a huge factor in that. Without Perot, he would have been president. Yeah, uh, I think he would have as would well. Have been there's, interesting. there's some disagreement among that, but I, I, I side with you on that one. I, yeah. mean, uh, that, that, I, I, I think, think it's pretty conclusive. He sapped like 19% of the vote away from him. Yeah. Almost all of that would have gone to HW. Yeah, I mean, and I, I tend to agree with that. <clears throat> there are some people who've looked at that and said it's not true. But you have to also factor in the idea that how badly uh, Perot was hammering at Bush. He wasn't hammering at Clinton nearly not as at hard. He, he, Almost not yeah, at all, I, mean, that I can remember. Yeah, it wasn't really the argument. So it would have been one-on-one. -on -one. It was really wound up being a two-on-one election. Yeah, it was. So I do think Bush would have won, probably handily, uh, yeah. if, if not for Perot. Yep. Uh, so you got that as well. So we got through one story. I was flipping through it. Uh, let me tell you, because this is what we do when you're on TV. We say, hey, you know, it's, here's what's coming up on the show today. You're going to preview the topics that are coming up. Mm -hmm. Well, number one, I was figuring they're going, hey, what's on Spoons today? Uh, quote, Asian drinks. That's what is on You said today. we had good stuff lined up. I brought up. in four bags of things, of stuff from Walmart. Okay, uh, F the Asian drinks. Go to the stew bag. All right? I, look, I, I'm just trying to help here. I'm trying to help the show. <laughs> it's nothing to do with wanting to eat delicious treats. Asian drinks? They don't want to know about Asian drinks. They want to know about Oh, I can't wait to get out to Pat's stew today because I want to know what's the latest trend in Asian drinks. You know how no. many times that's been said? None. None. Zero. 
Carry the one? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> All right. And by the way, and then I, another one I see is um, flipping through it. I see uh, trailer, atomic blonde, parentheses, sigh. 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 What? We're talking about the greatest film of all time. <laughs> this is a movie that if it is... The second greatest movie of all time. Mm. I will be incredibly disappointed. I hope this is the trailer that I saw, that I found, because I I, yes. I was going through. Uh, you uh, were, we, weren't you? We had the trailer. We had the trailer that we you aired here last week. You did some research on a topic for we the show. We had the trailer that we did, that we aired here last week, uh -huh. and I saw. I remember seeing another trailer, thinking that's not the one I saw. Mm -hmm. So I had to go out and find the well, actual extended atomic good blonde work, version. Jeffy. Thank I, you. I don't know if those words have ever passed my lips before, but good, good work. work. You did some research <laughs> for good the show, work. which is amazing. Jeffy sent us Incredible. an email. It was like, uh, Atomic Blonde trailer. <laughs> and I opened it up, and there's three different trailers three. for this movie yeah. that he sent along. I don't think we could actually show them on the air. Uh, they seem to be <laughs> sort of illicit uh, cuts uh, of them, which, by the way, did I, send I the did wrong watch links? all three. Did I send the wrong links? Uh, no, you definitely okay. said the right ones. They were. Uh, look, I'm very excited about this movie. Again, this is going to be the I greatest I actually think movie the movie time. will be good. I mean, obviously, Charlize is... Pleasant to look she upon. She is. I didn't. I didn't notice that. But per se, I mean, but. that's we didn't barely even notice that mm -hmm. part of it. But the movie looks great. Well, I was it actually I, does. I did something that I was. I did not want to do, as related as it relates to this atomic plot. I took a step uh -huh. I did not want to take. You did, which is I decided to check the Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh oh. Now this is oh, this no. could ruin my life. Right? Oh no. Uh, because have critics you know, already seen it? Uh, I guess some have. Which, by the way, should be a good sign. It's not coming out for two weeks. So if they've been screening it for critics, you'd think that would be a good sign. Yeah. And I looked at the rating, 78%. Nice! Which is tremendous that's, for a movie like this. That's usually right in my wheelhouse, where if the critics don't absolutely love it, they like love 90, it, then it's too artsy. Then it's too artsy. Yeah. 78's a good number. <laughs> that's a good, number. Yeah, that's a good you're right. number. You're right. A 96 makes me think, oh, <laughs> oh that's going to be some art. It's yep. got beautiful cinematography right. and a exactly. great key grip. I don't care about, don't care about any of that. No. I don't care. That's true. You're right in that. Right? There is a top, there's a cutoff. Yes. It's, I feel like this way with restaurants, and I think you're a little more snobby with restaurants, to be perfectly honest, than I am. It's possible. Uh, it's possible. But like, when I go That's in, like, if it's so good and it's getting like Michelin star rated or something, I don't really yeah, like don't, it all you that don't much. Want to. It's like I it, do. That's it, right up my alley. They give you these tiny little portions yes. and it's like decorated yeah. nicely. And it's yeah. vertical you ask, or whatever. You just ask for two of them. And all those, <laughs> all those Michelin restaurants all think that their little bougie sauce tastes good too. Oh, they it does. Yeah, they do. That, yeah, see, that's the, the best thing about the nice restaurants is the sauce. The bougie sauce. The bougie sauce is the best part, usually. <laughs> I mean, there's a place in downtown in Dallas where this guy is like, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember, but he started. Ronald McDonald. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ronald McDonald. And he puts out these, uh, it's like this hamburger patty <laughs> on bread. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but he doesn't stop there. He adds cheese and lettuce. And a pickle. <laughs> but wait, wait there's more. There's a special it? secret sauce. Oh, okay. I'm pretty, okay. Yeah. Is there, is there more a lot of people have compared it to Thousand Island, but I don't think that's <laughs> no, what it is. Secret, I wish you could get that in more than one place. No, only in downtown Dallas. Oh, it's Fairings. Uh, he, Dean Faring, okay. I think is his name. And and uh, he, he yes, I think has this fusion kind of southern Texas plus... Something and he he makes these sauces on steak that are like, oh. I mean he elevates steak to a whole nother level. Jeffy, do you want to contrast? Whole nother level. You know, it, you know it doesn't elevate. It does. Steak. It does to everybody. 
except that you. fat guy that nobody yeah. knows how he got so fat when he didn't even like sauce. I mean, sauce is the reason 94% yes. of Americans are fat. That's why I look the way I do, because I'm eating their sauce. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to get caught up in all this stuff. Wait, you followed that you whole architecture I mean? of that conversation, of right? Course. I want to make sure you understand for the did. Trump approval rating. We should outline To the that. bougie sauce. That should be, we should haven't done that one that. in a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at World of Stew. Pat is not at nothing. Uh, Jeffy's at Jeff. Twitter was Pat to this day. Yes, you've never. I'm not re- I, well, I did attempt it for a week, maybe. Yeah, you did. A few right. times. Yeah, I didn't have my own account, but I tweeted out from the Pat and Stew account. Oh, that's right. A couple of you times. You can follow at Pat and Stew as well yeah, yeah, uh, for yeah. updates on the program. Um, also on Facebook and yeah, uh, but like us on Facebook. Thumb up us, uh, all of us uh, on Facebook. It's, no, please don't do that. Because uh, I do can... plan to get back on there again. <laughs> <laughs> One day. You're like, I've really like... neglected that site. Well, it's... no, we, I would say once a month we get a great rant from Pat Gray on Facebook. <laughs> it's like, a, And it's like built up for a long time, so it's really, uh-huh. really passionate and, mm-hmm. and amazing. And then you don't hear from him. But sometimes it's from something three months ago because it took a while yeah. to... Sort of incubate. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, the reason I bring that up is we had some really interesting submissions this week. A couple of stories that were sent to us by listeners, our fabulous uh, listeners and viewers here on the Patents Two program. First of all, um, uh, in Manchester, uh, is it Manchester, England? Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, in Manchester. Now, Manchester was the site of the shooting recently, right? It was the, yes. Uh, uh, or they, the explosion. The right? Explosion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a, uh, a statue of Friedrich Engels was erected. Oh my gosh! Look at this in England. Look at this, yeah. Now I, how a he's not British. No. B he's a freaking communist. In fact, (laughs) the co-inventor of communism. Yep. C and C he's a mutt. What do you want to look at him for? Right. Now apparently he lived in Manchester (laughs) when he wrote the condition of the working class in England. Yeah, he did. Well, so Uh, did uh, I mean, so did Marx. Mm -hmm. Marx lived in. In England for uh, much of the last part of his life. But, uh, so, I mean, but again, like... He wrote Das Capital in England, I believe. These are people that are responsible for hundreds of millions of... Or at least 100 million dead people, at least uh, in the the 20th century. Now, again, you can argue, well, their philosophy... Well, they didn't do it personally. But, I mean, like, this is not something to honor, right? Like, I'm sure that whoever invented uh, um, uh, the... uh, AIDS virus? No. uh, Fascism, (laughs) right? Like, there's some uh, intellectual... Uh, yeah. That I'm sure I've heard the name and, and, you know, but I don't know who, I wouldn't say I know the name of the guy like I know Marx, so who invented fascism? Well, I probably should. Uh, but, you know, Hitler put that into effect and killed a bunch of people. We don't go like, oh, well, the inventor of fascism was wonderful. Like, you know what, mm-hmm. they loved, you remember, this guy was, fascism was loved when it was invented. Americans loved it. Italians certainly loved it. It was, it was the model uh, to base society on going forward until, of course, it wound up killing a few million people. Then uh, people kind of frowned upon it. Apparently not the idea, not the idea with communism. It's just continually praised for some reason. Yeah. Um, and by the way, they're yeah. both left-wing yeah. philosophies, so it doesn't even explain by the typical bias of left-wing journalists. Journalists, both of these are left-wing um, phenomenon. The only issue is they've been able to successfully frame fascism as a right-wing movement, so they vilify it, which is really amazing. Um, we also got this one in. Um, this is, I guess, from a game show in 2012. I don't know oh, if yeah. you know the answer to this. I had never seen this before. Someone apparently saw it this weekend and tweeted it to us. Uh, here's the video. Um, uh, it's a trivia sh- show. Let's see if you know the answer. Because you're worth 50 bucks a piece, here now is your first one. 
Featuring the slogan, The Truth Lives Here, what outspoken news personality has launched an online channel called GBTV? Explain <laughs> <laughs> that. And you are right. You ever watch this show? No, yeah, I've seen it quite a few times. I had no idea that he was featured in, uh, what's that called? Ca yeah, Cash, Cash Cab. Cab. And it, 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 is, stopped, it stopped a couple of years ago, and I then they're supposed yeah. to be revived now and start a new uh, Cash Cab show later this year. So he, the, the, the premise show. of the show is trivia in a cab? Yes. Yeah. He picks yes. you up, and you if you answer questions for cash, and you can, uh, you know, you have a shout-out to help you answer the questions, but if you get two or three wrong, you're kicked out. This is interesting. But if you answer, you get cash and get taken to your destination. So they're actually picking up regular people off the street? Yes. Well, that concept, supposedly. Theoretically. Yeah. That's kind mm -hmm. of an interesting little idea. Plus, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. cheap to produce. Mm -hmm. uh, most fascinating. You need a this. camera and a cab. You ever wonder why things happen on television? So many of the decisions are just based on the it's fact cheap. that they're cheap to produce. We, we, we highlighted the area uh, in um, California which falls within, like, the borderline of, like, the union travel restrictions. Oh, yeah, 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 so right. everyone films out in the middle of this one area, and it all looks the same in all these movies, these space movies, because it's this weird area in California, but it's inside the travel uh, uh, regulations for the union. So everyone goes to the same place. Another thing you notice, like, uh, you look at, like, um, movies like um, The Purge, uh, which is a, a movie uh, with Ethan Hawke from a few years ago, and... Like it's an I really I like the Perch series first of all, and I, I like I like yeah. the movie. But like when you look at it, the entire movie is just in a house. So like they, you just have one oh. set. Everyone's in the same place. Like they're just in a house and they're trapped in this house. And it's like, well, it acts absolutely made sense. But like, what a great choice! Couple Instead of, of scanned having, shots of a neighborhood. Yep, that's it. Some a like street. drone B roll, and then you throw yeah. it and everything else is in one house, and they have one house, a controlled environment where they can set up and they're up and down, and it's yep. over, and you're done. It's a, I mean, so many decisions are made like that because it's so freaking expensive. That's why these big movies that bomb are, can destroy companies sometimes. Yeah. You know, because they're spending $200 million. And well, making they were 30. looking at, I was reading, uh, actually, when I saw this yesterday, I went back and looked up a little bit about Cash Cab and they, uh, their, the new show. Uh, is supposed to, because that made me think that maybe Glenn should be on it, is that the new shows, they're supposed to have uh, celebrities get in the cab. That's what they do they pick up. every time ratings uh, yeah. drop off. Like every time, celebrity uh, Hey, well, you know, we need to have celebrities on this, like D-list celebrities. Yeah. Just stop in. Help us on the, yeah, on the question. Somebody heard of from a commercial in the 70s, we'll put them on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, great. Like the, like the old woman who, who said, what, where's the beef? We'll get her on. Uh, she's pretty good. She's, uh, I always say that's a bad example. She's also she's pretty, pretty dead, I, I believe. Uh, more patents. But she did a great a job on the commercial. <laughs> well, she kept asking, like, where the beef was. Me? And, like, you did anyone Where's know where it was? it was? It was not easy to see, which is yeah, why she it was, said it. It was, was under the pickle. pickle. It was under the pickle, and the pickle and, was, was small. Yeah. Um, because so, the beef was small. Yeah, that the was point the point is, there was a lot of meat. Patents too. Triple eight seven two seven back. Apparently, Coke is is uh, being threatened with lawsuits by a group of pastors, citing the harm sugary drinks have caused to the African American community. Two mm -hmm. black pastors in the Washington D.C. area filed a lawsuit 
against Coke and the American Beverage Association, in which they allege Coke deliberately misled consumers about the dangers of soda. That's so stupid. That poison you see in front of you right there, uh, they don't even tell you it's going to kill you if it's you not, drink it. They don't even tell you that in the commercials. It's, it's not. Nope. Misleading. I, I call that an outright lie. It's not going to kill you at all. Um, it's not. Well, if you, if you drank 700 bottles in one sitting, I bet it would. No, yes, but... Uh, okay. Well, remember their early ad campaigns during the early 1900s when they told you to feed it to your babies? Remember those two? I do. Poison. Poison. Actually, uh... Totally feed it to your What babies. a stupid, it's... stupid, <laughs> stupid lawsuit. Every, every person who says you can't, uh, their, their kid can't have a soda, the same people who have, like, they started the trend of the one-year-old birthday party cake where you put the entire cake in front of the kid and he smashes his face into it at one year's old. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's funny. It's icing. It's so much different than soda. Like, uh, yeah, not I, really. Uh, no, no, it's just all sugar. I, I mean... It's such a bizarre. We have you could the probably make the argument that some of that icing lines. is probably worse. I'm sure it is, but I mean, again, sugar, and that's what I always laugh about with the whole artificial sweetener thing. As you know, I am uh, America's number one advocate for artificial sweetener, so you should <laughs> yeah. know that going into this. You are. I really. I, you, I mean, you're the <laughs> undisputed. I legitimately consider it a miracle. <laughs> like, it's incredible to me that it exists. It's, it's awesome. But like the, the idea that like you always get these people who are who are bashing it. You like, should you know, be paid by this. Like, I really saccharine commission or the amazing or, thing is I pay them all the time. I, <laughs> I'm constantly purchasing their product. The stevia people should have you oh, as their me, face get me, person. Get me to aspartame. Aspartame. And yes. then we're talking aspartame uh, and Splenda. But like people are like, well, you know, these terrible effects are and. and they're all, you know, there's nothing to these things. Um, and I can, you know, as you, if you've watched The Wonderful World of Stu, I've explained There's nothing to these nothing things? Nothing to them. There's nothing uh, to your Rumsfeld plague. What about uh, the uh, the latest from the Coalition yeah. for Safer Food Processing Do, and Packaging? Thank you for thank bringing you, that up, And Jeffy. thank you for uh, <laughs> eliminating your act, your uh, your argument before it starts. <laughs> what? Give us again uh, who that group is. The because, Coalition for Safer yeah. Food Processing and Packaging. Okay? I get chills every time you talk about the Coalition <laughs> for so Packaging. Good. They're so good. And pharmaceuticals. Uh, but things. my point here is, and uh-huh. you can go to your study if you wish afterwards, <laughs> which I'm sure is really scientifically rigorous. The issue is that we do know there are negative effects of the thing it's competing with. There's no question that having too much sugar is bad for you. It, everybody knows it. It's 100% confirmed. There are levels that are make it completely acceptable. But just because it comes from a plant does not mean it's okay. Lots of really bad things come from plants. Uh, so the a idea- lot of really good things come from plants, too. <laughs> Just letting you know. Yeah, opinion. we know, Mr. Yeah. Opium. We, we know. And then the one thing you're we supposed know. to eat from plants, like vegetables, you won't even touch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a weird... Vegetables grow plants? Yeah, they actually are parts of <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, I mean, it's just, uh, it's so funny that everyone... Look, sugar can be very, obviously, if you have too much of it, you're going you're gonna to wind up like Jeffy. We all know that. Uh, we all know that because we are well on this road. We yes. are <laughs> accelerating downhill on this mm-hmm. road all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's such a strange uh, idea that you would sue a company for delivering the product that gives you all the ingredients on the bottle. They're like legitimately telling you exactly what you're, ha- you're ingesting. There is sugar or high fructose corn syrup in each one of these bottles. Uh, deal with it if you want. If you don't, you don't have to buy it. I mean, what, what is it about the Coke ads that are 
false, deceptive, and misleading advertising and promotion of sugar-sweetened beverages. What are they saying? They're saying, drink our product. It's delicious. Yeah, we really and like it. millions, tens of, probably hundreds of millions of people worldwide agree with the statement. So there's nothing false about it. But uh, they, they've come up with these cute little catchphrases. I, I hate those Coca-Cola ads. Yeah. Right? Uh, and he's not even being paid for that. It's not even... <laughs> I mean, there's... It's... Oh, you know, he's a moron. But listen to this. <laughs> Right? Delicious. It's become really clear to me, says one of these pastors, that we're losing more people to the sweets than to the streets. Oh, good God. Oh, my God. Good <laughs> God. Uh, no, what? you're not. Good no, God. you're not. Okay. I give you Chicago. Okay. <laughs> Can we impeach a pastor? Is that possible? Uh, we should. Uh, after that comment... I mean, look, Jesse, we already have a Jesse Jackson. We don't need another rhyming pastor. I mean, Jesse's gone downhill, it. though. We need a new one coming up, right? Oh, gosh. No, please. I mean, no unbelievable. So no you returns. Can't, you can't make a delicious product and then market it to the world anymore without being sued because, you know, if, you, if you're stupid with the product, of course it's going to cause some problems, just like but, everything but else. Oddly, why is soda the only one targeted here? I mean, like, if you go now to... Candy never is, you know, yeah, right? right? I mean, you go to, um, you know, these you know bakeries, and everyone's now talking about how they're using all real ingredients, and they're all, all real sugar, real cane sugar, and all that stuff, and it's like... Which I like, frankly, but... It's whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get to make your own choice on it, but, like, mm -hmm. for some reason, we're not allowed to make the choice that we want sugar in our soda. Like, why is it okay to have sugar in a, in a cinnamon bun, but not in a soda? It's just so silly, and, mm. and I, I don't know why this has happened. I guarantee this is the type of thing that will be, have the same sort of reveal as the Cheryl Atkinson book does uh, many years later, in which yeah. like, you find out that they decided to target one product to make this well, argument because they want to get money. for one thing, money. Money. You know, yeah. Coke is one of the biggest companies in the world, so they've got money, whereas uh, Cinnabons, who are you going to go after with that? Cinnabon's a gigantic Cinnabon's company. Cinnabon's a gigantic company. And it's under a gig even bigger company. What's the one that uh, is Who partnered? owns Cinnabon? Because uh, it's not them. Is it like KFC? It or might one be. Of those Taco type? Bell. Oh. Taco Bell. It's one of those types of companies. I can't remember which one it is. Which anyone know? Is it Yum? It might be. She, we're hearing Yum brands maybe. I don't know. It's one of those big brands that owns it. Because mm. they, 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 they partner. They, they put it in other fast food restaurants sometimes, the Cinnabons. That's how you know. That's when, that's when you have a good trip. When you show up to the fast food, you're like, you oh, I'm gonna get, oh, my God, they have Cinnabons, too. <laughs> and then you're like, well, tactically, Cinnabon could be just a dessert uh, and an appetizer. So I no, I'm not Cinnabon. using it as such. No. However, it could. It could qualify as dessert if I didn't also have this massive bowl of ice cream after I eat the Cinnabon bun. Well, you can't. You, you know, can't, I mean, you can't. You got to have ice cream at the end of it, obviously. obviously. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, not that anyone here would know it when they're like, hey, you want something really decadent? How about Asian drinks? <laughs> Try some Asian drinks. <laughs> More patents do come up in. with Asian drinks hey, later. I can't wait for Asian drinks. That's well, kind of racist, isn't it? I mean, you know, are you allowed to say I, Asian uh, drinks? Like, why? No. What are you saying about these drinks? Why can't you just get along?
stories that Jeffy found. It fell like that is an amazing vocal performance. I don't, I don't know who did that. You can't find talent what like an that every day. Amazing vocal performance. We must have paid umpteen millions of That's dollars. That's what we do here. For that. That's what we do here. Everything Incredible. we hear is umpteen million dollars spent. <laughs> yes. Everything. It's all quality. All right. all right. To start us off is a video that caught my eye this weekend, and I. I want to believe it's real. I want to believe that it's, uh, you know, that it's all part of the deal. But a woman uh, taking a selfie at a Los Angeles art exhibit. Now, mm. Los Angeles art exhibit uh, causes $200,000 in damage, according to the, wow. according to the exhibit. It's the uh, 14th factory exhibit Okay, is she LA. on the top far She's right? She's on the top right, yes. And you see, they've got all the exhibits up on their little pedestals. Now, she gets down here. And, oh, oh. Oh, come on now. And, holy crap. Get out of here. <laughs> I want to believe that this is, when she gets up, she starts freaking out, though, a little bit. So it kind of looks real. You know, like she tries to pick it up. She tries to pick one up. She's like, oh, my gosh. This is so oh. <laughs> Is that? Let's see it. Let's see it again from the top. I know. Now they claim that I don't know if that's real. They claim that uh, you that's, know that looks like it's set up. Maybe uh, some sculpt, some some pieces were permanently damaged, and others were just uh, you know scraped up a little bit. And are they asking these girls to? Here she get, she bends down and bumps into it, oh. and they all fall like dominoes because <laughs> that's exactly how they're set up. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if I buy it. And how much damage? Two hundred thousand. I mean, God, art is stupid. <laughs> it's two hundred thousand, and you think, you know, did you know about the Fourteenth Street art factory? Exhibit factory? No. I'm gonna guess we're not their target audience. I'm just gonna go out on the. Uh, I mean, I just said. Does, does that look real to you? There. You think that's real? No. You buy it? I don't know it that does I not buy look it. real. To I mean. Me. It obviously actually happened, but did they set it up? Right. Is, right. That a, is that a real thing or not? How do you get attention to your stupid art exhibit? Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Faking. And plus two hundred thousand dollars in art. Okay, so that that piece of uh, work right there, right. of fine workmanship. It's another good point, Jeff. Is not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. It's a, It's worth a dollar seven. Yeah. Okay. It's not worth. <laughs> and I might not give you that. No. No, I would, because then I'd have to figure out the way to dispose it, which would actually take up my time and cost you more than the buck seventy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we also uh, earlier talked a little bit about uh, Asian drinks mm-hmm. uh, for a spoon segment coming up this uh, particular program. Apparently, just, I was actually just in the other room, saw four Why, bags of uh, uh, wonderful baked goods and chips and things that I purchased. People uh, have been sending me this uh, for three or four days now, and I keep waiting for it to show up here in the spoon segment. Um, ice creamed stuffed donuts. Oh. Ice cream stuffed donuts. Uh, have, I've told you I mean, about uh, Is this milk and cream or is this another uh, place? Who this, is it? That, okay. See, that's, that looks a little different than the one I had, because uh, they have a wow. place called Milk and Cream here in Dallas that does this. They do ice cream sandwiches. It does look really good, though. And they're incredible. I mean, it's seriously, really good. I, in, in a different way, like, I wouldn't have, it's not one of those things I would expect to be unbelievable. They'd be good. It was one of the best desserts I'd ever had. I mean, it was incredible. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, I, I would have rated it. And that's that the milk and cream thing. Yeah, so I mean, this looks like a. Have we tried product. that yet? Did we have, have we done the milk and cream? Do that. We'd have to go there really because obviously it would it would be an issue. You can't get because the one of the charms. Uh, there it was is only a way to go someplace. Hot donut, cold ice cream. You need them both. Oh. You, can't, you can't get them both by bringing them here. Right. 
because right, right. you can you can put them in a cooler and probably we'd have to go there and tape it. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to go there. Too, or we could go there without cameras and just go there. But, but Jeffy, why would that? That's a good point. I mean, I'm just saying we could just go there. I mean, that doesn't co- accomplish what our audience demands, and that's scientific research. Well, I mean, we could tell you know, them. We could write. Um, a, we could write a white paper on it. <laughs> Perhaps white that paper. would be a. That would why be a are good, you so racist? That would be a good story for you to open up your <laughs> Facebook page again, Pat. Oh yeah, that's right. Because uh, yeah, right, right, right. And uh, one of the things that I'm looking forward to, and uh, I'm sure that you will uh, look forward to it as well, Mr. Gray, is the new Samsung 405 inch TV. Oh, uh, that's oh. unveiled. Uh, 405. Do, how do I want that television? Wow. My, how do I want that TV? Well, so that's bad? Uh, that's bigger than. Come on. That is you know, like beautiful. people's theaters. 4K, 4K TV only. Wait a minute. Jeez. 405. Because look at down here. If you see down in this corner here, can we get the? Uh, am I looking? Can I look at uh, the uh, TV screen here? Look at this right here. Uh-huh. You see an exit sign and a door here. Yeah, so it's for perspective. I mean, that's a, feet. that's a movie. That's a move like a movie theater. Yes, it and that is a like a movie theater screen. You're gonna put wow. that in your house? Well, I guess you know, in really really big houses with a really really big theater room, maybe. Or uh, look at that! Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, another thing is if you if a big part of your a property wow. is uh, outdoors, like Jeffy's, because he has you know obviously the the inside of the box, but then <laughs> the outside is you just can step, the, you tie that bad boy out the fence. The fence or, or the bridge, whatever. whatever. Uh, How much do they want? Does it, does it come with a price tag? Uh, I think you're looking or? at maybe 130000 Really? It's not bad. It's not bad. Seriously, that's what it says? Yeah. Or are you guessing? Yeah, 130000 I'll sell it to you. I'll give you, you give, I'll tell you what, Pat, for you, you give me 125 cash, I'll get it for you. As oh, my gosh. If, that's so nice. As if you have access to anything cool. Oh, he has no access. Please. He's just going to take your money. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I that's know. the problem. Yeah, okay, Jeffy. Let me give you $125,000. Okay, okay, cool. I'll, yeah. I'll be, if I'm not back with your TV by uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Patents do triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, you know, well, one of the great things about college football rivalries is uh, it can save lives. It can uh, can actually almost wake the dead um, just talking about them. Story about an Ohio man who uh, came back was sent back to the United States in a coma after he. Had, had suffered a traumatic brain injury in a car accident overseas. Really sad. Um, Zach Lawrence, who's 38 years old, suffered the injury in an accident in the former Soviet Republic of Georgia in March, returned to Columbus in April, and uh, doctors thought he had little chance of waking up. His family was told they could expect to turn off his feeding tube within 6 to 12 months. Um, however... Lawrence was asked to press yes or or a no button in answer to the question of whether or not he liked Michigan. To the delight of his family. So this is the Michigan-Ohio State thing. That's correct. To the delight of his family, the Ohio State football fan hit no twice. (laughs) Isn't that special? (laughs) He's in a coma 
And he's asked if he likes Michigan, and he says that, no. That rivalry is real. Well, I mean, I was raised with that rivalry, only on the other end of this guy, uh, Michigan and Ohio State. You do not like Ohio State. Yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. So he's now, as a result of responding like that, he's considered semi-conscious. The family wasn't not sure how we got so lucky for them to take him in. Uh, He always makes a face when we mention Michigan. (laughs) We're, We're pretty sure he's in there. Uh, that's that pretty amazing. Crazy. That's I, would it be shocking amazing. to you if we find out later on that like all these people who are brain dead are actually completely fine? Uh, I, not not fine in the fact of, of like their entire life, but like right. fine in the idea of like they can hear and process everything that's going on. Well, like, so often that, we find that out. It's happened. There's certainly a lot of anecdotal evidence that it's that pretty it happens. frightening to think that. But I mean, uh, it could be one of those that we find out later on. Like, oopsie, yeah. Yeah. ah, crap. Sorry about that. Hey, I wonder if we shouldn't have starved some of these people to death. Yeah, maybe huh. not, not a great idea. Um, um, it's weird, uh, but, you know, and again, it's just basically we're just trying to figure it out as we go. I mean, I don't think that's a there's any nefarious intent by any means there, but it's a it's a we're trying to understand those things. And I don't I don't think we do. You know, I don't know that it's going to be to the yeah, level we don't know what we're describing here, but I mean, we certainly don't know everything. Just about these don't situations. know everything. Uh, in another sports-related story, Roger Federer, who's now 35 years old, which is pretty old for, in tennis years, it's like mm, 65-ish. <laughs> it's the equivalent of uh, getting a job as a sprinter when you're 300 years old. <laughs> that is the equivalent. Yes, mm-hmm. yes it is. He actually uh, became one of the few people to ever win Wimbledon without losing a set. Didn't yeah. lose a single set. First. Yeah. First guy since uh, 1976 when Bjorn Borg did it last time. And first person to ever win eight Wimbledon di- uh, titles as yeah, a man. I mean, he looked uh, good doing it, too. Hey, he's good. He, that, was, uh, wow, that sounded kind of weird. Really weird. Yeah. Like he was into it. Oh, I was. I mean, I mean not both, that there's anything wrong with that. He but, looked good uh, athletically, and he looked good. <laughs> okay, that's really creepy. I, yeah, I'm, well, you got to understand, Jeffy's just on the sexual spectrum. <laughs> He's not necessarily uh, male, female, hetero. Right. Uh, he's really right. A pansexual. He's just on the spectrum. And we learned that from Bill Nye. Um, Bill Nye was uh, the guy who really led my understanding of the sexual spectrum. And I'm, I'm, I'm Bill glad. Nye, the douchebag guy? Yes. Okay. I'm just glad to hear that he's finally getting the recognition he deserves right. uh, mm. by getting an Emmy nomination for uh, let me let me actually show you a clip here. The Emmy nomination for this piece of crap. One thing's clear about sexuality: there's a lot more going on than meets the eye. No, there's really Female not. Female or male, gay or straight, mm-hmm. pink or blue. We were taught to see these as binary. By you, by the way. Now we're realizing it's more like a kaleidoscope. And this stuff isn't just for adults. Parents know this already. Kids explore gender, expression, attraction before they've ever heard of a spectrum. Take sex. We used to think it was pretty straightforward. X and a Y chromosome for males, two you X's said for females. This on your show. But we see more combinations than that in real life. And even for people with just two sex chromosomes, hormones can vary wildly. So can anatomy. What makes someone male or female isn't so clear cut. Well, yeah, it is. Attraction. Some people argue the natural thing is to only be attracted to the How much money the do they spend on this piece of crap? But in practice, it ain't so simple, kids. Some people are gay, some are bi, some are asexual, and some will take whatever they can get. 
Know what I mean? This is what I mean. Like this is just it's another drug. sexy so sliding scale. When you throw in gender, it gets even more colorful. By three or four, most kids identify with a gender, and it doesn't always match the sex they were assigned at birth. Assigned. And a person's gender identity may change over their lifetime. And culture is getting us new ways to express all of this. Culture? How you dress, it wasn't cultural. It wasn't act, born that talk, way. how you present yourself to the world. It should be up to you. Sure, this might make things confusing for those who insist everyone pick an M or an F, but people, we have to listen to the science. This is unreal. And the science says we're what? all on a spectrum. No, the, the science says you're either a man or a woman. Well, I hope you're either male hope, or you're female. I hope he was at least, at least nominated for an award. <laughs> he was, thankfully. Oh, good. Oh, uh, an good. Emmy Award nomination good. for this piece of junk. But again, can you like, believe I, he actually throws science into this feelings bullcrap? That's amazing. It sure does. I, I will say this, though. Wow. The point almost gets in the way here. It's unreal. His, his point on sexuality actually <laughs> is in the way of recognizing how terrible a television show yes. is. That, because yeah. what people say is like, oh, well, you just don't like gay people, therefore you don't like his, his show. No. The show, if you believe it, every transgender person in the world should look at that show and be like, good God, that is a disaster. Yeah, you're not helping. You're <laughs> not helping, Bill. Oh, well, miss, some people will just take anything I can get. You know what I'm saying? This is like, they, so seriously, they should consider burning down the wing of the building where this was produced so that it doesn't sully future programming. That is how bad that is. It's, I mean, how much money do they spend on this? With the, the freaking light up mannequins and, and all this other crap? Putting it around Bill Nye is such an embarrassment. He's so bad at this. I mean, it, this show might suck too, but at least they only spent $9 on it. I mean, they, who got nine bucks? I embezzled it. Well, I spent it on freaking good-tasting foods that were supposed, <laughs> instead of Asian drinks. That's just, Sexuality I, I, is a spectrum. Everyone is on it. It's a spectrum. I don't know. I, can't, uh, I was going to take... Do you want to take another uh, 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 clip of the show or just want to move on? Yeah, let's, no, let's see it. Let's see it. Yeah, no, do you want to do another one or no? Yeah. Could it uh -huh. just as easily oh, be a boy, one. though? Because the probability of becoming a girl is always one in two. This is the See, one back in the 90s. inside each of our cells are these things called chromosomes. And they control whether we become a boy or a girl. Huh. How hateful. Hater! Monger, hater! Your mom has Hate two monger. X chromosomes in all of her cells. And your dad has one X and one Y chromosome in each of his cells. Liar! Before you're born, your mom gives you one of her chromosomes and your dad gives you one of his. Mm -hmm. Mom always gives you an X. And if dad gives you an X too, then you become a girl. But if he gives you his Y, then you become a boy. Oh, no. See, there are only two possibilities. Oh, really? X, X a girl, or XY, yes. a boy. But then this whole the hormone thing. chance of becoming thing. either a boy or a girl is always one in two. A 50-50 really? chance either way. It's like flipping a coin. Mm -hmm. X, you're a girl. Y, you're a boy. This is like, this is a whole nother level of embarrassment for this douche. Some people are just lucky, I guess. Yeah, uh, um, that is really, really amazing. Because I mean, it's one thing. Huh. Like, if he goes on television and says, "You know what? I actually did an episode in nineteen ninety in the nineteen nineties where I I said this, and it was the science that we had at the time." But now there's blah 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 blah. 
at least you give him some element of of respect. Yeah, instead he it's, just it, ignores. He's as if he didn't say the exact thing he's criticizing on his own show. Unbelievable. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, these people. It is is he in the Douche Hall of Fame? Have we put him in yet? I think we did, yeah. Is we did. We did put him in? Okay. Oh, yes. Wow. I mean, that is just unbelievable. And then he's nominated yeah, such an Emmy. awful show. The, awful. the Emmy committee has no credibility. I wouldn't even want to be nominated now. Thank you for not nominating this show. Again, Because we see record. what your freaking standards are. Wow, is that bad. Seriously, like you said, apart from any of the social science bullcrap that he's trying to pull here, it's just Poorly done. How many times have we we criticized, for example, Christian movies for? Oh, hey, we love so the bad. message, but they're yeah. terrible movies. Yeah. At least we're being, you know, <laughs> at least there's a, a, an ability to recognize terrible television, terrible filmmaking. Mm-hmm. This is an example of any objective person would see that this show is terrible. Now you might like the points, but like you know, you might like the points that. John Kerry made in his speeches. But you don't, but you give, don't, it don't give an, an Emmy, Emmy for the points he's trying to right. make. That is just awful. For the flawed logic. Oof. Mm. Wow, is that bad. Uh, but I guess this is where we're going with television channels. Television has changed quite a bit over the, over the years. Uh, there's a list of uh, Seinfeld, um, 17 Seinfeld episodes, not PC enough for today. And we're, we're going to play these. them all right now. Yeah, okay. Good night. Roll them. Um, no. no. We've walked off the show enough. We should get Emmys for walking <laughs> yes, off the show. Should. Is there a category for that? Uh, the Cafe. You remember this episode. Uh, Pakistani immigrant named Babu. Right. First of all, like, you can't name a guy a funny name like Babu. No. That's, that's wrong. You should name him something more culturally appropriate. Steve. Um, he opens up a failing cafe across from Jerry's apartment. The comedian decides to advise the owner to bring in different cuisines and make the re- restaurant Pakistani-themed. If you remember this episode, he's, you know, he was making like American food. He's like, well, what about, you know, you're Pakistani. Make a Pakistani restaurant. That's the stuff you know. Seems like good advice at the time. Of course, as a result, the cafe does even worse. And the kicker is later in the series, Babu winds up getting deported because he doesn't renew his immigration papers. Today, this, who, wrote, who wrote this article? Who wrote this article, Marissa? Do you know? Can you give me that name? Today, illegal immigration is nothing, nothing to joke, joke about, about, certainly. Certainly. Oh, shut up. Well, yeah, no, you know, it's actually a huge problem with crime and costs to our country. So, yes, you should not be joking about it. But uh, I don't think that's what they mean. Somehow. We could joke about almost anything, though. I mean, you know. We, t- we take real problems and we joke about them all the time. Yeah, I actually, you know, people be like, you know, that's one thing you should never joke about. I completely disagree with that analysis on yeah. every topic. Yeah. I mean, it, going to the worst things that happen in our society, uh, they should all be joked about. All this of is under PopZet of LifeZet.com. So this is freaking, uh, uh, what's her face? Is uh, Laura Ingram's site? Uh, LifeZet. LifeZet is her site. Really? So maybe she is actually saying it uh, with illegal immigration is a big problem. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, I don't know. That does it, when you're talking this about political. By, but this article is by uh, Gabrielle Abdelanor. Yeah, she has. I mean, she has like a blaze type of situation yeah. kind of where she has her yes. own site writing pro-Trump articles and such. Uh, another one was the outing in season four was apparently uh, politically incorrect. An NYU reporter mistakenly outs Jerry as gay and George as his intimate longtime <laughs> companion. Right. Jerry spends the rest of the episode going to extreme lengths to prove he's straight. Yeah. Not, Not that there's, there's anything wrong, wrong with that. With that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's bad now? It's kind of... I know, because that was really in that they was made the disclaimer. sure they said. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And that's kind of become yeah, a joke like his thing. Uh, yeah. and a catchphrase mm-hmm. with everybody. You know, Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. 
Uh, handicapped spot, season four. George persuades Kramer to park in a handicapped parking spot, but a disabled woman is injured as a result of the illegal move. Kramer assumes handicapped people uh, don't drive. If they could drive, they wouldn't be handicapped. <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> Elaine Bettis asks, uh, if you can drive, you aren't handicapped? Kramer responds, handicapped people want to be treated like everybody else. Uh, and uh, George supports the argument, affirming feminists are the same way. Whoa. That's what the site says about that one. <laughs> whoa. Well, you can't argue with whoa. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the Shoes is season four. George is caught gawking at the breasts of his boss's 15-year-old daughter. <laughs> Oops. Uh, which Jerry points out to him, quoting Seinfeld now. You don't consider age in the face of cleavage. Wow, that one is it. I was amazed by going back to some of the songs of uh, where um, bands praise the sexiness of underage girls. Yeah, There's so I, many of those. I was just listening to a, a song called by Kiss called Christine Sixteen. Uh, wow, and he there, talks man. about how he saw her coming out of the school, which would be. You know, high school, high school. middle and he, school, and, possibly. And there's a section in the song where he kind of he talks. Yeah, I don't usually say these things to girls your age, but I've got to have you. I've got to have you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, you'd be in jail for that today. Yeah, I you'd mean, straight just for saying it. sexy and seventeen. Was oh yeah, right. Songs. Wasn't there another? Was there a, a Beatles one? There's a Ringo Starr. You're 16. You're, you're beautiful yeah. in your mind. That's right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's. Uh, yeah. I mean, might not be offensive to Jeffy, but to a lot of people today, it would be very offensive. offensive. Um, how about uh, Cigar Store Indian? This is a classic. Uh, Elaine's friend Winona uh, is thinks Jerry is right. racially insensitive when he gives Elaine a Cigar Store Indian statue as a peace offering while making hooting noises. <laughs> he somehow gets her to go on a date in order to make up for his racist gestures, but inadvertently calls her an Indian giver. <laughs> you know, that was one of the things that Seinfeld was really good Come at, was on. exploring these things yeah. in a comedic way. Yeah. But, like, doing it in a... You can't do it in any way no, now. You can't apparently. even do it now. Unless you're black, like, then you can do whatever you want. There's no mistaking where they stood on these issues. Right. They were they were all on the PC side of these issues, making these arguments and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and enjoying the comedy. And, and this is one of the things that Seinfeld has gone on to really be critical of later on, which is, like, this PC stuff is nonsense. I mean, he really has come down on that yeah, side, yeah. as a lot of comedians wind up doing. You know, they're liberal on everything else, but when it comes to their little issue, uh, all of a sudden they're very – they understand. You're, oh, you should be able to make these jokes. I completely agree with them, but they should also, I think, look at this uh, from the perspective when it goes to every one of these issues related to speech. Yeah. And yes, he should have the ability <laughs> to make hardcore – uh, left-wing jokes. Yes, you should. But you should also have the ability to make them the other way and not be, you know, automatically uh, fenced off from society as a racist. Um, and that's, you know, doesn't seem to be the way they understand it. In season six of Seinfeld, they had an episode called The Beard, which you may remember. Elaine pretends to be the girlfriend of a gay man in order to p- appease his homophobic boss. Uh, she has a great time with the guy on their date and sets out to change his sexual preference how dare she? Mm-hmm. How dare you? I, I could weep right now. I could break down as a man and weep like a three-year-old small person. I hope you were Yeah, gender girl. non-specific okay. person. Thank you very much. By the way, uh, they, they, I think it was in... The somewhere. LGBT would have a field day with that today, oh, yeah. uh, changing teams. Um, they, I think it was England, maybe? Uh, it, was in the, it was in the midst of making conversion therapy illegal. 
And oh, like, I look, saw that. Yeah. I, the conversion therapy thing. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. You know, it's not. Yeah. Who but, knows? Like, but but still, if you want to do it, why you, can't you do it? If you willingly go to be talked into or therapied into changing your sexual pre- uh, preference, why wouldn't that be legal? You're saying it's illegal for someone to willingly go get talked to about a topic? It should only be illegal right. if you're forced. Yeah, of course, you should never be forced right. to do it. But, but if I mean, you I... want to go, let him go. Weird. It's so bizarre. It's I, weird. You know, I, whatever, I guess. I, but it's, it's, it is a bizarre. I mean, it's not like I, you know, you're, you're, any, there's no way to fight for it, right? There's no one mm-hmm. outside of the four people who actually do it are actually advocating for that. But it's like, wait a minute. This is, you're basically saying like they're not allowed to say certain combinations of sentences to somebody. Like, well, yeah. you know, that's really a strange stance to take. And I don't think it would be legal. I don't think you could do it. I don't think it would be constitutional to do it in, in America. Now, you know, look, Europe has much different rules on, on such topics. But um, how about the Chinese one? George's lines are crossed with a woman who Jerry thinks is Chinese. Her name is, after all, Donna Chang. And in a Seinfeld word, that's, that's proof enough. Well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Do you know a single person... Outside of Asians, uh, Asian heritage mm-hmm. that's named, is there like a Bob Chang who doesn't have any Asian uh, DNA? I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't think so. Mm. Uh, so can we just accept the reality that if the name is Chang, there's a pretty good chance, right? Right. I mean, uh, Jerry tells Elaine he God. should have talked to her because he... <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, Jeffy, I know you're sensitive well, I about it. <laughs> I, I, I hope we were in a break. No, we're, on no, the air. we're not. That was actually on the air. We're on the air. Uh, I'm sorry. He, he I apologize. He that tells was... Elaine he should have <laughs> talked to her because he likes Asian women, which she views as racist. Jerry asks, how can it be racist if I like the race? <laughs> These are great episodes. Yeah. It's yes, funny. Yep. It's, yes, it's just lighthearted humor that nobody sh- I mean, come on. I know. That's and exactly. no wonder Seinfeld hates all this. Yeah. Because it's, it's just sapped the fun out of out of humanity. Uh, stop it. Anyway, there's a million more of these, yeah. but we're, we're all out of time. Uh, coming up, uh, the trailer to a new movie called Atomic Blonde. We'll get to that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, who's what in is that? that out? Who's in uh, that? I don't, I don't, all I have is Atomic Blonde trailer, okay. Psy. Okay, we're going to... So, Psy <laughs> is in it. Psy is in it. Psy is in it. The guy is the Gangnam Style guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like him. All right, more Pat and Stu coming up. And we'll do that uh, new... What's it called? Uh, Atomic... Uh, I think it's Atomic. Uh, atomic? Um, atomic? Yeah, I don't is know. Is that how you... I, okay. I don't know what the rest of it is. Huh. All right. So, uh, Stu, this new atomic, atomic. Atomic. Atomic Blonde. Bl- blonde. Uh, it's a movie? It looks like it's a blonde day, but it's actually blonde. Just uh, blonde. Okay. Yeah, so I looked it's it up. Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. And it's a new movie that comes... Is there already out? Or No. Is- I, I, I mistakenly, because we played the trailer 45 times, thought it was coming out this weekend. Uh, basically cleared out most of the weekend to, to make sure I could see it a few mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then realized it's not out for two weeks. So I'm very disappointed. Don't you act like we've... Played trailers of this movie before. When I'm just seeing it now, I don't even know. I don't what know. I, I, 
Yeah, I don't know how to make those two huh. together. I don't know how to bring those Did two together. Did you maybe dream about together. that? Uh, yeah, you know what? Maybe you dreamed it. Thank you. Um, uh, so it's coming out in a couple of weeks. By the way, I have come to that point, and I do this every once in a while with movies, where I build it up in my head to be the greatest movie of all time, and now mm-hmm. anything else is going to be a huge disappointment to yep. me. Uh, and that's where I am with this one. This one I feel like is going to be the greatest movie ever made. And if it's anything other than that... But if it's not, you still have the side benefit yeah. of uh, actually just... Watching it, just looking at oh, it. Oh, how would you know if we have never played plus, this? Plus, plus, if you go back, <laughs> I don't understand. Because it's fun to just watch any movie. Oh. You know what I mean? It is general movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it's possible that you go back and just watch the trailers again and go, man, if the movie could have matched up <laughs> yeah. to the trailers. I, well, well, you know what I'm seeing it as in my head. In a movie I absolutely loved was Taken, and it feels like Taken with Charlize Theron instead of an old guy. Oh, Charlize Theron is in this. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You heard of her? Huh? I thought maybe you hadn't even heard of her. No, I, no, I think I've heard of her, but I, yeah. I didn't know she was in this. Well, let's I take mean, a look. I don't really she's been around a long time. See what, see what we think. Mm. Hmm. All right. Someone set me up. Someone from the inside. I mean, Jeffy sent me a trailer of this movie, which was. Wait, isn't this the same one we've seen a million times? Yes. I thought there were new ones. Oh, there are. I don't think we don't have a good show for this. Why not? They were a little more explicit, I would say. What? Oh, come on. Well, these are approved for all general audiences. Yeah. Well, yeah, but not that one. Your contact is David Percival. So what was your first impression? Disasters. Berlin has its own set of rules. He's known too. Who is he? I I it's hard, it's hard to focus on him. James McAvoy. What was he in? He was in that uh, serial killer thing, right? Or the oh, multiple split. personalities? Right. Yes, yeah. yes, that's right. And he was really good at that. Oh, a little '80s music uh, influence throughout this film as well. Passing your seatbelt. The clock is ticking. She seems to have an interesting relationship with that particular. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. <laughs> this seems amazing. I mean, I don't. Look, there are very few things to enjoy in our society these days. <laughs> I'm just going to take this one and just believe it's the greatest movie of all time until I see it and it's disappointing. But right now, I believe it's mm-hmm. the greatest movie of all time. Are we going to show the one that I sent? I don't think so. Now? I don't think. Check with the uh, management on that one. I don't. We have another. Sh- we have another what? trailer, though. Yes, this one I actually sent in. Uh, it looks really good as well. All right. Uh, it's called uh, Dark Tower. The tower is all that oh, stands the between one I sent light and darkness. <laughs> Oops, thousands of generations ago. It's from Stephen King. Sworn to protect it. Oh, okay. The tower will fall. Get used to the carnage. Now the wars come to Earth. You really think you can stop me, gunslinger? I do like Idris Elba, though. Mm-hmm. 
everyone who walks with you dies. No more. I do not shoot with my hand. I shoot with my mind. I do not kill with my gun. I kill with my heart. Mm. I, there's an odd like mm. lack of Charlize Theron in that movie yeah, I, that I noticed. I, I don't know if anyone picked that up. jumped out at me, too. I didn't, I, just... I, didn't, I didn't see They didn't even show her in the trailer. I sent a couple trailers. No, yeah. Uh, this weekend. There's actually, I, I, I probably just sent the wrong trailer, uh, but uh, I saw one, too. I knew there's a new Winston Churchill movie coming out, um, which looks pretty freaking good. And then I'm, got I'm willing to bet as well. that that Winston Churchill trailer mm-hmm. did not have Charlize Theron in it. <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm willing to take that A bet. stunning lack of Charlize Theron in all these movies. But anyway, that's coming out soon. So, I mean, I, normally this is the time of uh, the show where I say, you know what, I can't wait. Let's take a break because uh, on the other side we've got spoons. We're going to try some new exciting food product that you're going to want to try because, look, we're scientists here. We, uh, we want to show you the, the food items that are being created by uh, the capitalism at its best. Right. Uh, instead, we have Asian drinks. That is legitimately what it says on our screen. So here, Asian uh, drinks. I thought we demanded that uh, yeah, I thought we put something foot, be substituted for the Asian drinks. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How many, like, I mean, weren't, wasn't there a time? And I want you to look at this. This is our prep. This is a prep. This is what we were handed today. Well, that's what we tell what okay. it was, what it was about. Look at this. The only thing on the whole stinking C2 menu block, for the day. Spoons, Asian drinks. That's, <laughs> that's this it. is the sort of. That's what we did. All right, we'll be back with that, I guess. Uh, coming up, Pat and Stu. So depressed. Mm, Jeffy. We only have well, we only have four bags of things. Uh, you know, a food that I got this weekend. Well, if there's uh, only four. Multiple then... kinds of Twinkies. We have uh, new kinds of Doritos. We have uh, all sorts of new candies. We have. Asian uh, drinks. I'm so angry right now. Oh, man. First of all, Asian drinks. <laughs> Second of all, I, how many times have I said on the air, like, I am really weirded out by things floating in drinks? Yes. How many times have I said I don't know. A life... I've, many. It's like legitimately like one of the crazy things people know about me. Um, yeah. And I am going to have nightmares over just looking at this product. Nothing's floating what in here. This? There's nothing in this. I'm freaking out right now by just looking at them. It's creepy. I don't me know out. that I'm even going to drink. Ugh. What the hell? What is in this? I think seeds. <laughs> What's the name of it? How what come do you got? my seeds are moving? It's basil seed drink with honey. This is pomegranate. Let's oh get this my over with. gosh! Because uh, I, I I just wanted to just grab something out of my what bag of in the in the other room. hell? Look at it, it's got stuff in it. Yep. Okay, I'm just gonna get this over with. This is really. <clears> it looks like a disease. It looks like that's it, gross. It, it like this disease is being spread by mosquitoes right. in southern Florida. <laughs> so and you look at it and you see this bottle. Under, yep. If they show under the under the microscope. This is what it looks. Yeah, this is what it looks one like. One of them is basil seed. All right, I'm going with first honey. with the and with the, the other is pomegranate. Basil seed with pomegranate. Flavor. Smells pretty good. All right, go ahead, try that out. Ah! That's not bad. Oh my god, that was not bad. 
the texture of the floaty things is disgusting. They're slimy. They're encapsulated in some sort of cocoon. I don't know what the hell that is, but that's let's get this it's pretty good. The taste would be good. It's you okay. Don't like bougie sauce, but that's okay with you. This, no, this isn't bad. <clears throat> this is. I mean, I'm it's gonna. Gross. I am be in therapy over drinking these. Like that's how crazy. I don't it is. know which is which, but it's so the good. flavor of the actual liquid is pretty good on both of them. But the ah! things inside it. Is no. so nasty. Zero and zero. Zero and zero on these. Oh my god. Really? Give me something else. Because of the <laughs> because of the stuff in it, I gotta give it a four. Oh my god. The taste is actually good. Yeah. I went to my bag yeah. of tricks and I pop pop these out. Skippy peanut butter bites. Oh yeah. Okay. We, oh, thank heaven. You haven't tried those yet? So we can wash out, we can wash down the little uh, take a couple of those. Uh, since Jeffy's like, oh you didn't you. taste these yet, you do get none. Okay, what are these called? Skip. Oh. You wash these down with one of these Asian mm. drinks? Wash those skippies down with those Asian drinks? They're just little bites of peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> those are good. That has to be really locale. You imagine? I could put away that whole thing in about oh, yeah. one and a half minutes. Now, there's 100, they're only 160 calories, which is not bad. For Except the for container? the fact that they say these are six servings. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now there is not—it's not, it's not just peanut butter. Calories, oh, it's man. peanut butter. Wow! Flavored center, really good. And then peanut butter coating. So it's—I gotta say—peanut butter. I could easily burn through a, a, a container of these things. And it's Skippy. I wouldn't expect Skippy to taste good, but it is. I am it's known for uh, when I uh, back in the day. Um, you remember Friendlies? Mm-hmm. The establishment Friendlies. Uh, Jeff, do you want to try some of these or? Are you going to do something? Yeah, try it. Tell us more. Okay. Oh, darn it. Get that off the floor. I'll, I'll eat it. I don't care. It's, I know. You will. That's good. So, I don't want too many calories. They had those um, Sundays at Friendly's, the peanut butter, uh, Reese's peanut butter cup Sundays. Yeah. And I used to get them with the extra yeah, peanut butter that. sauce instead <clears throat> of the chocolate. Mm-hmm. So it would be just all peanut butter. I'm a peanut oh. butter fiend at times. These are pretty good. These are these pretty are, freaking good. These aren't bad. Much better than the Asian drinks, which I would give a zero. Oh, my gosh. These I would give a uh, 16 for me. 16? Mm-hmm. Give At these. least. Pretty freaking good. I'll give them a 15. I don't go quite as high as a 60. 16 is a misrarefied air. Delicious. But they're really good. And you have, at least you have to really like peanut butter. They do have other varieties. Um, where, because it has that sort of Reese's peanut butter quality. Where it's like mm-hmm. sort of yeah, sugary uh, peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, it's almost, you know, I mean, it's, these are delicious. But there's no chocolate. It's just no chocolate. peanut butter. Peanut butter. So if you had re- or Jif instead of Skippy, that mm-hmm. might uh, my might dog add would to love this. Your dog plus <laughs> your dogs love peanut butter. This is big. Yeah, one of these is bigger than your dog. If I'm not mistaken, dogs love peanut butter. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> this would probably kill her. But uh, mm. with any kind of mm. these little peanut butter bites, man, you got to have a glass of milk. Oh god, I hate it. Oh. Yeah, I just I, feel mean, like... I don't care what kind of Asian drinks you drink with it. You got to. How mm. much time do we have? What the hell? Why, why, why would you even do that? Why? Uh, how much time? We have 30 seconds. I, I hate you. We have 30 seconds. Is that something new? So we're going to have to save the Alex Jones rants that we have. New Alex Jones. The new song? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is Put tremendous. into a uh, folk song, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming up. So we'll do that tomorrow because uh, we cannot miss that. And the uh, hypermuscular test tube dogs. <laughs> That's a fun story, too. In the meantime, I'm just going to tell we'll you how much you we don't tomorrow. like Jeffy. Oh, I can't stand him.
just hand this over to Pat because I'm chewing peanut butter bites. And they are delicious. Mm. The more you eat, the better they get. Uh, All right. We are uh, heading into a segment here with Glenn where you can ask him anything. uh, And I think you're going to love it because he answers every question under the sun right now. Let me ask you this. Who are you? Who are you really? What are you capable of? What are you afraid of? What are you not capable of? What are your boundaries, your limits? What are you afraid of of having people say, uh, my gosh, he's not as smart as I thought he was. He's... Uh, he's not as capable. She's not as good of a mom as I thought she was. Whatever it is, we all have this hidden fear and we have this story that is in our house, in our head of who we are. Just recently, um, I had uh, Jonathan, a guy who works for me, he's the president of my company, and I've never been the CEO of my companies. Um, and I haven't because A, I haven't had time and B, I'm not smart enough. I'm not, I, I can't run companies. What am I, what do I know about companies? I'm a performer. And so about eight months ago, one of the guys, the president of my company, he said, you know why we accept mediocrity? And I said, no, but when you find out, fire that person. And he said, you, I said, what do you mean? And he said, you're very agreeable, and um, you don't necessarily ever hold people accountable. And I said, well, that's really not my job. And he said, right, but who's doing it? And so I went into this journey here in the last eight months of becoming the CEO of my own company um, because who else is going to do it? but I've really been studying and not studying business, but studying people because I know that if if we serve you, I think capitalism is the greatest charity ever. If I really find out how we're dropping the ball with you and I know what your life is like and I make your life easier, then my company will grow. If I know what is is hurting my employees, if I know what's tripping them up, if I actually care about them, if I can take that away and, and make sure that they are caring about you because we're making something for you to make your life easier, I won't have to do anything except just continue to take obstacles out of their way. They will, they'll do it. They'll figure it out. I realized in the last few weeks, I'm st- I should say I'm starting to, I actually could do this job. Well, I'm a guy who believes that everybody can do, you do what you set your mind to. But I had this story in my head, I don't even know where I got it, that I'm, I'm not a good businessman. I'm a really good businessman. I just haven't been being a really good businessman. It's the story we tell ourselves. And the minute we tell ourselves a different story, we fundamentally change. 
I'm now beginning to tell myself a story that I believe is true that is radically different than the story that I believed was true eight months ago. Which one is right? I don't know. Doesn't matter if it's true or not, as long as it becomes true to you. Well, now let me take this back to Tucker Carlson. Last night, I'm watching, and I believe in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I know it doesn't happen now. I know we're a million miles away from it. But I know if I were president of the United States, if I were a senator like he was, I would go in and I would try to serve that way. And if I got stuck, I would appeal to the people and I would try to convince them we're not like this. And I would expect them to stand up. We are now at a point to where we're, we are deep. We, not the left, not the universities, not the socialists. We are deconstructing our own story about what we believe is true. I know you. I have, I have watched you. I have served with you. I have, I've seen you do remarkable things. And then I saw you and you saw me get discouraged and believe the lie that nothing can be done. No, great things can be done. Just none of the stuff that we thought was going to work. But once I stopped having a pity party for myself and for us and the country, then I got to work and saying, okay, where did we miss it? Where did we go wrong? What is the right answer? Okay, let's go that way. Too many of us have just given up. And we're, as is in this book, Tribal Leadership, a stage two country. And the, the second stage is recognized by people saying, we tried that, it doesn't work. You don't understand the bosses here. They never get anything done. They never do anything. They can't get out of their own way. This company used to stand for something. I don't even know what I'm doing every day. That's a stage two company. But as I was reading that, I'm realizing that's our country. I've heard that from, from people. This, this country used to stand for something. I don't even know what it said. I've said that. We've tried it. It doesn't work. I've said that. All the people at the top, they're just corrupt and they don't believe in anything we're trying to do. I've said that. How do we get out of that? Well, the first thing we do is we don't go down anymore because a stage one company or a stage two tribe as a nation disintegrates into mob violence, um, theft, that life, all life is worthless and meaningless. Look where we are with, with um, the little baby Charlie, what's his name, Charlie Gard? Yeah, Charlie Gard over in England. Look where they are. They're helpless. The people feel they're helpless. Here's a baby that's dying 
that has a doctor and a hospital here in America that will take him, says they can treat him, and everybody is standing around going, I, I mean, it's the government has it, and we've tried before, and there's nothing we can do, and life has become so cheap. That's a stage one country. Once we stop telling ourselves a story, whether it's true or not, but the story that built us, the story that built me up until eight months ago was I'm not a very good businessman. Well, by telling myself that and actually believing it, I wasn't a very good businessman. I just had a really good fan base. And we screwed things up because I wouldn't step in. I wouldn't step in when I knew something was wrong. Because somebody knows better than I do. I mean, I don't know. They are the experts. I'm not the expert. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Let's not do that to the country. I'm telling you, we could fix health care. If it was you and me, we could fix health care. If it was you and me and, uh, and, and the liberal that lives down the street, we could fix health care because we could say this. Guys, everybody here at the table, do we all really care about people? Yes. Do we want anybody to die without health care coverage? No. Okay, so what is the problem? Well, there's a few people in the country that can't afford health care. And, and Glenn, like you... They have a daughter or a son that has, in my case, it's cerebral palsy. She can't get health care. Her medicine is $3,000 for one prescription. It's $3,000 a month. She can't afford that. Nobody can afford that. Okay. Then, guys, what do you say we fix that? And the way to fix it is to not screw up everybody else's health care. Let's start, first do no harm. You like your health care? Yeah. You like your health care? Yeah. You like your health care? Yeah. You like your doctors? Yeah. Okay. First rule, nothing can affect this. Let's concentrate on fixing that one problem. Do you not think you could get together with your neighbors and fix it? You know you could. What makes America great? Tomorrow I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you through a program. I'm, I'm kicking off something just in your own head. You want to make America great again? Okay, here's how we do it. It's not that hard. But the answer is not going to come from Washington. And the answer is not going to come from from destroying the American story in the only heads that that story remains in. Once we lose the idea that America is different, that America is special, that, that in America it's not all corrupt, in America it's not about cronyism, the minute we lose that, we lose everything and it's not coming back. Don't you dare listen. Uh, look, Tucker is a nice guy. He's fine. I don't have a problem with his show or anything else. I, I want you to understand I'm only talking about that one thing that he said last night that bothered me so much. Ah, come on. That's corny and we all know. No, it's not. 
And even if it is, I don't care. I want to live there. You and I met each other on the mall in Washington, D.C. on 828. It was you and me. You felt it. You know it. You crave it. It's why you met me down here in Dallas and we went to the uh, Cowboy Stadium for restoring love. You felt it. It's why you went to the desert for a stupid show about the moon. It wasn't about me. It was about you felt something. You know that goodness is there. You know there is something different about this country. You know there's something different about our people, but our people have to choose it. Choose the right story. How can I help you do that?